Morning, Mr. Brewer. Good morning, Mr. Shackman. How are you on this, again, very wet Wednesday? Uh, not, not too bad. More importantly, I've decided I'm going to take on a new persona for this podcast. Shaka, uh, where is my toast? See, I'm going for more of an angry type, I think, more than anything else. But there isn't any toast in front of me. Now, now admittedly, it's not the shouty type. It's more the stoic, slightly or silently furious type. So there's no toast, is there? No, Michael, there isn't. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, Michael, there isn't. No, 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 I've got a better one. No, Michael, there isn't. Uh, how is this new persona different from uh, your real life one, by the way? With this persona, I forgot to bring the toast. <laughs> Maybe don't change? Fine. No, wait. Fine. No, wait. I think this is better. Toasting of design, Shaka Shaka and Michael Burr. <laughs> I'm sorry, I enjoyed that one in my head. Um, <laughs> so in terms of recent been learning, actually one of the things I found the most interesting, it, you know, it's keeping up with news. I mean, we saw it in the 1940s. What do you mean keeping up with news? Doesn't uh, Google just spew out news at you? Or do you no, YouTube YouTube press it for me. Oh, YouTube but that's mostly right. cow right, right. and horses. Back, back to the news, back to the news. <laughs> And it's the use of drones up in Ukraine. Yes. It just, it's just fascinating. Know, it, it absolutely fascinating. Just not, not just say the, the Turkish drones or, you know, the sort of conventional semi-predator-style uh, looking drones, but just, I mean, like uh, footage I saw the other day of a drone just being used. Just spot people. You know, yes. it's tiny. They're small little things. Spot people right now, throw the artillery in. Yes. It, it's, you know, it, it's certainly it's a case of when looking at a lot of, Design projects, people think, okay, drone, it's for the applications we, we're currently using them for, rather than what else can they be used for. That's right. What, what was interesting is, I mean, there's the, the, the footage of, of looking for people who are mm. injured once uh, there's been a building yes, yeah. hit, which is the one thing. There's another thing, just in terms of reporting how much damage is done in a particular city, nothing says it like a quick drone flyby yeah. to say, like, holy hell. And then... As you just described, that is exactly what balloons were used for mm -hmm. in very early battles leading up to World War One. Is a case of you you can't see, so you need to be higher up, and you can't project off a giant mirror, so you have to start with kite, then balloons, etc. And and the drone is is then the equivalent of it. Another thing is, is it's you know it once a war is all over, there's the you know he said versus he said argument, mm -hmm. and um, often. Well, if there's no evidence, then you can't prove or disprove. Exactly. Um, so, so I think this is probably going to be the first. However, it all ends. Yeah. Any form of prosecution afterwards would be there's lots of evidence available. Exactly, and I, you know the sort of thing. Take out. Of, I'm not saying that all drones have to be used for combat purposes. Mm. In your, your quadcopters and things, but for CS, you, you could know, just be having a good old-fashioned fight with your neighbour to see who pooped <laughs> on your front lawn. No, just continuously watching and tracking <laughs> that dog the whole time. Um, and then have a water cannon that then blasts at the moment it's lifting that leg. Um, no, exactly, but it, it's also just a case of, of seeing it. Don't look at it as the surveillance system, you know, the, the camera yes. on a drone and let's only think that. It's, it is a flying system. And it's small. It can be relatively unseen at certain heights. Mm. What, what else can it be useful? Anyway, some, some thought too. But today we're talking back to the design project, our entertainment or productivity system that we have largely now come down to a a desk a we have converged into a a whiteboard which can translate rotate move up and down and then uh segment out so it goes from being a flat working okay, yeah. boardroom so, to something which is um, more more practical to use 
Yeah, and I, I think what, what we need, sort of looking back at our, our previous episodes on this topic, we, we sort of come across the idea that maybe we need to just explain it a little bit further. Yes, I was listening to an old one and I thought, words, 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 but I know what it looks like. Everyone else is listening to oh, this thing, which is tangentially adjacent on the left-hand underside. It's a case of, uh, yes, a bit lost. Okay, so I think the primary way to explain is at least imagine a desk. Let's say for now it's floating. You have a levitating desk. Obviously, it's not actually going to be levitating, but that's... And similar to not a round pizza, but one of those rectangular pizzas where it's then cut up into slices, we've effectively cut up our table into slices. Six six rectangular slices, imagine that. The more, I'll be thinking about that, and I think multiple, but yes, fundamentally they have, there are likely a seam along the middle, yes. and, and so split along its length. Um, and then uh, along its along its length, there's also splits. Yes, a bit like how you would slice up a tray of cake. You, you yeah, would count how exactly. many people you would put one line down the middle, and if there are lots of people, you get a, a kind of thinner and slice, and you could build it up. Uh, exactly. Build it up that way. Now, each of those slices are then a monitor of some sort, likely a touchscreen monitor or screen of some sort. Yes. That allows for input purposes. And 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 that's the highly interactive thing, and that's why yes. we thought that it needed to be. Um, segmented exactly segmented because then it's not just a case of everyone working around a single table but it could work that people then say you know almost like a a, in a competitive sort of nature i don't want you like a battleships you can't like battleships yes um rotate the monitor rotate your screen uh, system away from the person so they can't see or pull it towards you so it's closer so we can sit further apart which could be a social distancing sort of thing or it literally just uh, i want to work in my in a narrow environment while I do my planning, you do your planning, and then, you know, if needs be, we put all the tables back together. So the idea is it can move in and out. It's much more multi-purposed. In and out, it would need to do a little bit of the sideways type stuff. And then we also thought that what about the person who might want to stand and do this? Yes, yeah. Now, there's the thing about a table is that you can stand and work with your arms down or yes. else if, if you could bring the thing up to you, you could be in a more kind of comfortable position. Exactly. Another thing is, um, you know, quite a lot of... Um, let's say boardroom uh, chairs and things like that are variable heights. You could actually set them on a really mm-hmm. low setting or you could say sit on the floor. Um, so there'd be some motion uh, re- required of this thing for for the the comfort aspect yep. um, while you are in, um, learning the skills and having fun to increase your productivity. Now, the key thing then is what we have is a single spine that then runs through the center along its length. Uh, from which the, the current idea is we'll have the monitors attached to that. Yeah, because otherwise it would basically be just a bunch of screens on umbilical cords hanging from the yeah. ceiling, in which case that's not really I useful. I mean, you could in have it's... maybe like a, a different kind of structure, maybe almost like a rib cage type spars coming out. But you would need something structural in the middle simply because of the, the whiteboard and the table requirements. Because what happens then at the end of our, our spinal sort of column that runs horizontally, at least in a table format, we have two basic giant hinges and then two pillars that go up to our roof and yes. those pillars that allow us to move the system back slide it backwards and forwards on rails so if we want against the wall we slide against the rail against the uh, slide back through the rails the, and then those hinges at the bottom are also the point of rotation to turn it into the whiteboard exactly um, so the entire spine would then rotate and rotate all monitors into a vertical correct. position correct. okay so we, we, we've been talking about those sort of how do we then move it, how do we not. Um, the two main sort of options we fundamentally worked our way down to is whether there is a nice fixed solid arm type linkage type connection or a cable. So basically detach it, just lift it off your pizza slice. These lift, are for the individual screens. For the yes, individual yeah. screen, yes, yeah. 
lift your individual pizza slice or monitor off and hold it on your lap or hold it in your arm yeah. or, or whatever the case is. Now, I've sort of been going through it and what I find in a lot of these sort of situations when doing that is just imagine myself then using it. Hmm. Now, what I think to a certain degree, sometimes when you know these sort of brainstorming sessions, sometimes remaining seated is sometimes, you know, you want it to be able to stand up and just, even if it's just stretching the legs, yes. think it out. If holding a monitor, you then we got you know it's you you more constrained in your ability to just kind of move around. That's right, yeah. So if you had a system where it's, I mean, obviously there could be umbilical cords and stuff which connect for data transfer and signals and stuff like that. But if you had an arm, which means I could pull it out and then let it go and it stays whatever position it's in. Yeah. That would be, I think, fundamentally a more ideal situation. Fundamentally, it, it's we're not carrying load, so you know, depending on the mass of these things, and I think when I was looking at the mass, I can't remember where my mass is now. Um, they weren't all that expensive for like a twenty-seven inch, thirty-two inch monitor. I can't remember what. So they're, they're the actual monitors were eight eight point three um, kilos each. Well, one thing just to think about mm. there is you've given me the ideas. We've gone on this umbilical cord thing because. Well, because why? Um, if, if we were to come up with uh, this thing with an onboard power pack, these mm -hmm. things all run on Wi-Fi and Bluetooth mm -hmm. and things like that, then all of a sudden, okay, maybe you'd want a chain on it so you can't walk off with this sure, delightful okay. device. Yes, but yeah. let's assume it's a trustworthy company. You could have it where there isn't an umbilical cord. It's still you, You're still carrying it. So you're still carrying it and the mass would go up. You're not probably dealing with a nine kilo thing, which is, if not more, that's yeah. like a big old fashioned laptop. That's, you know, <laughs> you're sitting on the floor, you're not comfortable, yeah. it's going to get hot, etc. That's not really ideal. And I think that's why, um, you know, whatever tech we, we're trying to use here, we are a, a little bit constrained in that. I think I think that you know, there would be ways around each one of them. We would be able to achieve a wireless system, a completely disconnected, lift your monitor up, go to your office, work on it, put we it back. We also spoke about the fancy kit which you might have in the background. So, for example, like um, the musician's podium thing yeah. where you could vary the height, you could clip this thing in, and yes, now you yeah. could stand and work, or chairs with things, or whatever it is. But then you need a whole... This will be like a kid's playground. You'd have a whole pile of random toys in the background. <laughs> and now what happens if there are three guys who want to stand, but there are only two music stands? Yeah. Uh, well, and, now what? And, and I mean, if we're And you know, you just know that Bob is going to go and rest his on top of the water, <laughs> the water dispensing machine. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. So I think, you know, in terms of a, a thing you'd market to a company, because it's not you as the employees buying it, it is your, it is your, your company. Your the company's boss. buying it to make you have fun and work better exactly so a a singular system where it's a table that it still always is connected it's one singular system at all times i think that's probably going to be an easier sell. so for the ergonomic stuff if we just were to let me go a couple pages back and mm. just dive back to that all important thing the criteria that we had there was the most important one we had was the interaction which is yeah. the feel the immersiveness mm -hmm. the accuracy etc yeah. and then the second most important one was the the ergonomics and I think to a certain extent we've we've dealt with reflections and shadows temperature is the interesting one where if it is on you yeah. or you're holding it then there's the temperature thing and then we had things like the interference and you think there needs to be minimum amount of interference and the way that that is is that you can basically um, in terms of the interaction you shouldn't be holding it with one hand and only using one exactly hand. You, should be, yeah, yeah. you should be totally yeah. immersed in this thing using both of your hands because that might also help with your productivity mm -hmm. in terms of being able to type with 
all 10 fingers or, or stuff e like exactly, that. Use yeah. a mouse with your left hand and alternate with your right hand. Those are the sorts of skills which could help mm. um, to a certain extent. And I think there, the, the, the easiest solution there is the fact that as a human being, sadly, I've always wanted more, um, we, we only have two arms. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we were an octopus, we wouldn't have a problem with this. In theory, yeah. Except we'd want to support it so the octopus could like full on have a go at this. With yeah, no, eight. exactly. Um, if you've got input devices, use all of the. So basically, devices. at our, at the highest level, the the solution there is to separate out in a gravity based world the the, the mass mm -hmm. and then the temperature and any form of um, forces from this thing. That would be the smart thing to do. Yeah, uh, and, and then any persons who are maybe differently abled, mm. you know, it, it's a case of. You know, if they're wheelchair bound or something of that sort. Hand hand injuries, it, exactly. um, limited you know, motion. Limited motion. Yeah. You know, now listen, John, just just hold the damn monitor, please. Or I'll just I'll just throw it at you and catch it and then you know. Yeah, yeah, please just balance it against my one good leg and the arm of the wheelchair so I can use my right hand with two fingers to, to do the game. Exactly, if, thing, it, yeah. if it's position and things like that. Now we're not talking about the arms being motorized or anything at this particular point, but there's sort of two extra sort of paths to then go down with this the first is the nature of that arm that that connection here's just a, a, a design mm. question and it yeah. always comes down to that that famous thing about cost yeah. um we we said a few episodes back that yeah. in terms of a let's say mechanical engineering design project over here the wrong thing would be for us to focus on designing our own kind of screen because simply mm. because the existing tech is there with warranties mm. guarantees you could upgrade etc um, let those companies, if, if you want to go to them with a bar of gold and ask them to modify a thing with a thinner bezel or no yeah, bezel yeah, or whatever yeah. you want to. Yeah. Um, and then there's the case of what what would be the most expensive thing in this? If I was selling you as CEO and you saw a breakdown of what this thing cost. Now, surely you would want the actual contraption to be less than the tech that oh, allowed it to be yes, and not yeah. the other way around. Oh, yes. You wouldn't want a <laughs> hundred thousand rands worth of screen and then one million rand for a mechanical <laughs> bull to attach. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is where we then have to be really cunning and careful with the mechanical stuff because mm -hmm. there's obviously some things where you'd motorize things if the force required is excessive. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Very, very or, much. Or if there's a safety thing involved you'd, you'd maybe um mm. replace uh, a, a dangerous action with something which could limit it to something safe um but in this particular case the simple act of let's say um, the motion of opening a kitchen drawer or yeah. something like that if the forces are not excessive and you can using smart mechanical engineering make the forces fairly minimal mm -hmm. um, using fairly basic type things uh, principle of all the trist stuff principle of a counter force and a counter moment yeah, and no, all that sort that's of stuff exactly it. Um, you could design it where it's uh, the, the, the precision of the machining might need to be quite quite good yeah. but you're not dealing with expensive kit we're not talking about no. air bearings or any of that sort of really expensive yeah, stuff magnetic levitations no. or yeah, no, nothing of the sort I mean the one that comes to my mind and I mean it's because it's designed for monitors are those sort of uh, monitor arm things instead of having a, a stand for your monitor it's an arm you bolt onto clamp on the side yes. of the table and they're sprung loads so that 
it is effectively, you know, you, wherever you position, it locks into place. Yeah, and if kids have never seen one of those, um, the Pixar lamp from the Pixar movies, that's, that's, that's known exactly as, a, that, as, yeah. as an angle poise lamp. It's one where you can kind of position it. It's got two linkages. And the thing is, there's friction built into it, but everything is pulled and pulled with springs. Yeah. So if you pull it to a certain thing, it kind of stays there. The mm -hmm. same idea happens with these screen things. Just yeah. so if you, just, they're a little bit bigger. That's they're a little bit bigger and they're designed for, for higher load, yeah. Exactly. So I'm more thinking along those sort of lines. I mean, I was the idea of, do we want just a singular arm where we can, it just has, say, two to three degrees of freedom at most, um, or give it more diversity in terms of movement? That then talk, took me down a different path of how this might be set up. So That's right, because the order of the motion and rotation is important. It's exactly. why your arm is done in the order it is. Yes, if yeah. it was done differently, you'd be able to do all kinds of different things. Different motions. So yeah. an example there is, if you think about um, like anyone who's ever tried to take out an oven rack, yeah. you have to you have to slide it out, or a kitchen drawer, you have to slide it out all the way, and then you can rotate yes, it yeah. to take it out. If it was the other way around, it wouldn't work because the drawer is inside <laughs> the thing. Um, and, and it's one of those things where do you, do you make the screen slide out and then rotate? Because imagine all of them. So let's let's take this as a as yeah. as your, your your rectangular pizza inside the box. Yeah. Okay. The box has got edges, and you mm -hmm. want all of them to be in there. That's yes, a yeah. starting problem. Yeah. Now the question is, well, to do that, you would first of all for that particular case, you would have to lift up one slice before you could pull it out of the box. Yeah. So there's vertical motion, then translation. Mm -hmm. In your particular case, with these six things, or eight or 10 or 12, doesn't yeah, matter, yeah. N is the magic number. Yes. Um, they're all together. What's the first the first motion or rotation that you thought of? So I, I, I actually went to the end state of what are the, the positions I might want them. Ah, so okay. you put it into, right, the kitchen kitchen drawers on the e floor. Yeah, either now, the kitchen drawers on the floor, it's back? in there, or it's just out. Fine. Okay. So in, in this particular case, I started with, and, and I went... We've been dealing with sixes, and we had ideas with if we had just six pizza slices. Um, I instead broke it up into even further pieces just to see what effect that would then have. Mm. So along the width of the table, I've got three monitor sets, so three slices of pizza. Right. And then along the length, there are six. Fine. So there are 18. 18. 18. So each person, I mean, ideally you could have more than five people play this, or else yeah. a person could play with three monitors. Well, and that's exactly it. So the first sort of setup would be all monitors basically get moved outwards. Right. It's almost like an exploded view in CAD. Yes. Okay, everything kind of just moves outwards. The, um, at the ends of the length, those widths, the, the sort of central monitor, my idea probably would have to be rotated just in how... You know, so everything fits together nicely as pizza slices. It would yes, because be most monitors, let's be honest, they don't really make square monitors. They all have I an mean, aspect ratio. You, you do, but I think we're used to an aspect ratio of some sort. So yes. There's no reason not it. to. And as well, most desks are longer than they are wider, so it certainly makes sense not to have square pieces. That's right. And that middle piece which rotates, it doesn't matter which way it rotates because with graphics and stuff, you can flip it right with right yeah, Exactly. Up. Yeah, no, the Fine. software should be able to handle that anyway. So that's, that would be the first sort of state. And for the most part, really, that's, that's not too complicated. Okay, so you're pulling the edges out first? Yeah, so the, the, the basically it would be just straight out towards you. Along the length of the table, just straight out towards you. Yes. Along the um, end caps at the end of the lengths, it would be the central one would be towards you and then rotated, and then the corner ones would just be out, and they'd have to have a bit of rotation. Fine, Tran translate it. first. Exactly. Happy with that.
Then, then I thought of the state of, let's have less persons involved, but what we have is that each person effectively gets three monitors. Okay. Now, that also works with the whole idea of just having six, so three along a length yeah. and two across a width. Um, but enough that a person could basically surround themselves with three monitors. You have one in front of you, one curved to your right, one curved to your left, as some kind of arc pattern there. That is then a different sort of movement because that is now not just out, it's not just rotate your monitor, but you effectively wanted to have a little bit of um, Ro rotation, rotation if you look at this thing from the top. Exactly. So not just rotating at its monitor mount, at the monitor itself, but actually rotating at that at back the spine. Row, at yes. the spine, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's almost a case you want to show the guy next to you. You don't just rotate and say, here, look, it's basically almost put it in his lap or her lap, uh, their lap. Um, That's right. So I want, I want people to imagine you've got three top drawers in the kitchen. You yep. pull all of them out a different amount. Yep. And the outer two ones, you can then angle those two drawers towards you. That's basically so everything's what's Everything's nicely within hand reach, you know, in that particular, maybe, maybe not a kitchen, but maybe let's say you're working in a workshop. Yes, you pull out drawers, you can rotate them fine. So in, the reason I went down this sort of path is more, it gave me an idea as to what kind of degrees of freedom or kind of movements would I yes. need to have for. Not necessarily in any particular order, because it's not necessarily a drawer where we first pull it out and lift it up. This could just be, it moves and it, so in a similar sort of arm linkage that we have, say, for a, a mm. monitor. No, 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 it's fine, Mr. Shekman, but you're not done yet, so you can take your drawing back. <laughs> no, no, I'm done, I'm done. I'm just, no, no, you I mean, aren't, because <laughs> now you've got these three over here. Yes, yeah. Then there's the act of you actually want the screen to be able to rotate to change its mm -hmm. angle relative to you, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's the thing of you want this entire thing to be able to lift up and lift down. Yes. Yes. Okay, but you haven't explained that, so I said you're okay. not done. <laughs> Okay. So, so once you've got okay. these three kitchen drawers or these three tool things, which yeah. are, you've pulled them out, you've angled them to you. This is all with the, the screen still flat for starters. It, it, would, it would be at, at that point. I mean, I think depending how you design it, it could be in one fluid motion. It but could be in one fluid at motion. At least how it's drawn. Yes, yes they, they, are, they are still flat. You always have to design it as though it's, it's going to be, because the worst case is if it moves, the biggest space it's going to occupy is with these pizza slices all flat, exactly. these drawers all angled. Now you want to get them so that they are a bit like how you hold a book, yep. but they're no longer in a flat sense. They are angled towards you. And that would require, in some cases, two rotations. Of a vertical rotation, yeah. and then let's call it a, an angle of roll, so you can you can um, so yeah, pitch okay, it and okay, roll okay. it. What I then saw as necessary for achieving the various motions for the monitor, hmm. for our various monitors, would be a case of the monitor itself needs almost like not a ball joint, but something. A ball joint is the nearest thing. Yeah, to it doesn't allow necessarily to have to do be as means. complex as that, and the reason. You know, it's sort of why I'm... I think it does because the I, I had a ball joint as my final one as well. And the thing is, the ball joint easily allows for 270 degrees rotation sure. without busting your cable. Yeah. And it allows you to pitch roll and yaw to any basic setting you want. And you can set how far it... So you could set mm -hmm. it that it can rotate vertically, say, 45 degrees. And it can only go, say, 15 or so degrees sure. left or right. So you can make sure that they're not going to be damaged. And you can set your so ball joints are really pretty good with that and they're very easy to i mean they basically just work on a friction lock like on a on a, on a very modern tripod um they just have a basically a push button and you it, it's just a okay, friction I mean, lock. there was the idea in terms 
of that. You know, so the reason I went off of it is just looking at um, the products that do have these sort of arms with a connection at mm. the end. They tend to break up each individual motion. Into more of a universal top joint. Almost like a universal jo- joint, but a staggered. So first we have... Uh, first one, then the other one. So around, is a universal one, joint. And then yeah. that one, and then that one, and then there's the third one. Yes. Uh, rotation at that point. Um, with it being, it's easier to then... If you want to customize the sort of friction or resistance of movement in a particular sure. plane, that can be easier. Um, but you know, you're right in terms of the, the ball joint. I was thinking, how would you lock it? And yes, you do have those sort of locking rings that you basically push the button that disengages the, the ball and then it can move. Dis, uh, disengage. So I can imagine it's like a little lever you press on the monitor and it freely rotates. Right, until it, you lock it. And, until yeah. you lock it again. And, and that, that would come down to a very sort of uh, low-level detail design where there would be multiple concepts required for that particular thing. And you could then analyze A versus B versus exactly. C and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so basically, it, it works. I mean, a, a ball joint and that thing yeah. basically just gives you three One, three just, three exactly. rotations at the end of the actuator, yeah. which is the same the same end thing which I had yeah. basically fine. Exactly. Um, but we also then need to be able to want to if we've got the monitor in front of us, move it laterally. Around. Yes, that's that's an independent rotation independent compared that, to that, yes. that particular rotation there. So the standard sort of thing would be a arm type joint. So we have a shoulder joint, which would be at your spine of, of your desk, um, which then allows a rotation of your arm up and down to achieve that height difference. Yes, and, and the point is you need to do that quite far. You need to do that at the spine so you get maximum amount exactly. of travel. we want as much uh, of that height. And then well. in terms of telescope, you've gone for... I've got a bent arm. You, you've got a bent arm, which is the original flamingo leg, which we yes. trashed. It's it's now the fact that you've... You, I, imagine a, a waiter trying to extend their arm to deliver your yeah. toasted cheese, which never happened this morning. Um, <laughs> your your arm your arm extends in a straight line. That's basically the, 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 the thing that you've got. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it comes down to telescopic versus that. telescopic versus this. This is quite nice. There's only one one drawback to that, mm. and that when when you now rotate this to the whiteboard, we've got the thickness of the screen plus you've got this leg behind I you. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, but it's not really a problem because it it just depends on how big it is. Mm. Um, and the other thing is when when you're seated. I think it might just require an, an arm which is more in an L shape rather than a symmetrical one so that you can move this joint. So for example, if this one rotates your more joint, to yeah. your, your, your elbow joint under the spine needs to almost drop down to a full 90 or past mm-hmm. 90 yeah. because then it won't get in the way of your legs or anything yeah, like so that. Yeah, so basically almost falls as though you're trying to put your wrist at your shoulder in terms of uh, at your joint. That's right. The other thing is that just assumes that that is done in the vertical plane. Yes. Th- that 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 joint could also be so yeah the, the idea was at the shoulder it would then be able to rotate in that plane the elbow would uh, I, I don't think we need that extra i mean basically either it would be at elbow you rotate around it, it could be but if you think about this you're currently doing the waiter with your elbow towards the ground mm-hmm. but if you're doing push-ups you could put your elbow to the side and you can achieve the same sort of thing so you could actually you, you might be able to swivel that. That It depends. We need to do the maths on it to work out. Is well, it really a problem that, or that's not? That's it, yeah. Um, but then the, the advantage then of, you know, because so either we, we move our elbow in the desk form so we don't hit our knees, the elbow goes all the way down and we put our wrist to our shoulder in terms of a nice conformal. But we've got a massive distance now there that when we put it at the whiteboard, it's now can't be flat against the 
table because we need to have it where when it's flat it's folded up for our, our desk or our sort of whiteboard style singular piece monitor um, that there so then at that point then telescopic then would likely be better we just would have to look at the how I mean I suppose a, a draw basically so how, how do you stop we'd have okay not how we would have to look at how we stop it that when it's vertical the monitor zone just goes slunk slide down like you moved your kitchen table vertical and all your drawers just dropped down. yeah so i mean what, what what i ended up doing was having at the spine i had the rotation right at the spine okay. and and then that's the that's the vertical thing that lifts it up or down okay yeah. then there was the rotation left right then it telescoped and then there was the the ball joint um, okay. which fundamentally it's uh, one one rotation in one direction, another mm -hmm. rotation in one direction, and then the ball joint. You've got rotation, rotation, rotation instead of translation. It's effectively um, we've, we've got the same total degrees of freedom. Yeah. Um, I've just got one linear one where you've got you've, you've achieved it by rotation instead. Mm. Um, but the order of things is basically exactly the same, except you've gone for. Um, the, the the rotate sideways yeah. and then the pitch yeah. I just had it the other way around just because of I went for a circular spine and I thought the easiest way to do that is to actually mount the monitor as like a collar on the outside and then do that rotation you could also machine a slot and have some gizmo on the yeah, inside yeah so originally I had it that that is the spine um, reason being then is that we could more close you know if if, if the thing attaches as a collar mm. your next monitor has to be offset so they're, they're offset, which is not necessarily a problem because it's just if you e offset them equally, yes. you, you, you know, it's a, a slightly asymmetrical load, but it's nothing. Yeah. It's not, you know, again, this is not a seating system and even a seating system. I think you could achieve it with where there's a massive load. It, it's just a monitor and you know, it's a 10 to 12 kilogram monitor. System yeah. Well. So, I mean, well, basically, apart from dealing with how this thing actually attached to the spine where um, mine is not without its, its issues. Um, and yours has got the folding leg with a depth, yeah. a, a potential depth thing. Um, all we then have to do is just do some more work on the actual arm itself. But the funny thing is, the total degrees of freedom and what the arm is capable of, both designs achieve what you want. Which exactly. is and, and the thing is, we focused on the user. So the screen gets to be where the user wants it. Yeah. It's then a case of, now we need to do that classic thing which students end up running out of time in a report. It's <laughs> yeah. a case of, now I'm just going to cat it. Yeah. And, and do the loads on it because... Both of them work, mm. but it's one of those things where it's a case of if you then built a prototype and then gave it to a whole lot of people in a boardroom to use, uh, you'd end up <laughs> discovering a series of uh, issues with it. Um, and that's sort of it. I mean, in some ways, I like CAD as the sort of next sort of step. Um, because you can actually move it and see where things You can move it and kind of see how it goes. Um, mm. So yeah, anyway. Um, all right, I mean, I then like a, another sort of step which is soon following this and it's then going to interfere with a lot of the sort of size constraints and limitations and stuff we're looking at here are the sizes of the screen itself hmm. now looking in terms of availability you, you can find them getting ones with very narrow bezels is a bit of an issue yeah so, that was the one thing which i which i i, I found but i don't think that i mean the the, the they, they do sell screens which are meant for the 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 big advertising yes. things which which literally they're seamless um they just don't make them in the small size we want we could get a, a a very large set of them but then you're dealing with a 
you know, like a meter type thing. Yeah, exactly. I think they're almost, I think the minimum I saw was about 40 inch to 50 inch. It's a, it's a full TV. It's a full TV and you think that's also hella expensive. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it, it comes down to almost, there's fundamentally a choice at this point of, do we allow for bezels? You know, in the, the whole idea we started with was that sort of singular piece desk, you know, operating environment. Yes. Um, or do we, you know, which... In, this, in that case, you know, if monitors weren't coming out, yeah, then this would be a lot easier to establish. You know, you basically have you know four fifty-five-inch TVs basically yes. strapped together, nicely seamless, and so on and so forth. Or do we, uh, you know, it's almost prioritizing how important is the individual monitor pull-out system compared to a seamless single-space working environment? I, I think some of that comes down to. Uh, you know what what this thing would be used for and if if in the boardroom environment it's a case of you um, everyone now ends up interacting to discuss a particular project whether it's um, you know marketing or, or yeah. design or something like that then the actual use of an individual interactive screen as as it is is then more useful than if you if you had one giant thing which did the classic um, uh, projector screen equivalent um, yeah and I think in terms of the productivity if, if we try and focus on that, then yes, there is obviously some tech limit with a, with a bezel. But as I said, if we, if we went to a company and said, look, can you do one of these without that for this, this size? Even if it's one of those with just out, just the one edge, I think it would be start to be better in certain situations. There's still obviously the, the seam along your width. Um, yeah, that, that so I, I went into a little bit of background in terms of like what, why, why have they not got rid of them? And apparently quite a lot of it is just for damage tolerance, yeah. um, for bumping into it. Because if the screen goes, goes right to the edge, one slight knock and you're, you're kind of done. That's the nice thing about this arm is, I mean, nothing stops someone from literally banging the hell out of oh, one yes, particular yeah. screen. And yes, it may happen, but I mean, you know, this thing would be insured and all that sort of stuff. Um, but one, one big knock on it is not going to disable all six, eight or, no. or, or 12 screens. The, the one thing that I would say is, that, you know, looking at its comments regarding new, newer tablets, the sort of like iPads, yeah. Samsung tablets and things, as they, they, they get the bezels on them nice and small, mm. people looking at, okay, when I'm holding it, actually, you know, I've got my hands over it. Your, the sides of your hands are triggering yes. parts of the screen. So certainly in a, if we are to keep the whole idea of monitors coming out and, and we're holding them, even if it's just to pull them out, yeah. you, you want some space in order to be handled without getting the grubby fingerprint, or too many of the grubby And I think that's an important thing is you have to then think about how is the, the arm actuated because, mm. you know, a kitchen drawer you pull it out by the handle. Yeah. So effectively, when you are doing your, let's say your spring clean, it's a case of, you know, miss the muscle and the handle to get all kinds of whatever has made its way into the handle. It's unlikely for there to be, you know, nobody uses a screwdriver um, <laughs> in their own kitchen to like okay, lever yeah, out no. the kitchen <laughs> the kitchen drawer. You pull it by the handle. And yeah. I think that's one of the, the, the things that we need to um, think about is in terms of there's the pulling out of the screen, there's the um, making it, block how you want it and then there's obviously the, the putting it back we have to think about the kind of putting it back yeah so i mean the, the whole bunch of separate screens that are able to be pulled out and things there are some extra advantages it's more users can sort of interact in, in multiple different ways 
Yes. And then if something goes wrong with one system, it's replacing of one monitor. It's not That's the replacing right. yes. of the entire half thing. a desk worth of, of something. Now, the prices aren't necessarily comparable. You can't take a 55-inch CD yeah. screen and divide by six and, and get how much the monitors cost. But it's not necessarily they cost the same per se. That's right, yeah. Um, at, at least for the ones I've been looking at, prices are a little bit difficult to get your hands on and it also depends on batches. That's which, right, because and, and, and some of the things are, I mean, they are advertised, like when I went and, and went looking, some of the stuff is advertised, but you, you could you could pre-order it or you could put your name down to get it, but it wasn't actually for sale yet. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, you obviously get the guys who figure out how to do something for starters, and then you get um, market flood um, as as all S curves uh, go. Now the, there is the sort of extra thing. It's I mean, for what I've seen, it's a bit of a gimmick, but it's almost like a transparent reflective element um, that sits between two monitors. And yes. what it does is, due to the way the light comes in, it basically hides the bezel from existing. So it almost looks like a solid monitor or a, a continuous band of monitors, but it, it hides it. Now, there is some distortion um, that exists, but that may be an alternative to allow for a somewhat more seamless experience where these bezels then sit, or these sort of film things sit around the spine. They don't move with the monitor. That's true. That's and then true. when you then and fold it in, it then, it then they exist there and then... Yeah, we, we then just have an additional constraint in that once you've got, however this arm is done, let's assume the person has pulled it out, rotated and lifted it up. Moving it back when you When you now got to put it in, you now have to line this thing up very carefully with these, with these things, which is certainly possible, but um, it might be that as soon as you trigger it, these things, let's say, might have a hinge in the middle. Mm. They might literally just fold up into the middle of nowhere and come out. And that's mm. even if this is a, an issue. I mean, yeah. all of us have looked at multiple screens up on a wall where it's a case of your eyes just kind of fill the gaps factor in. in. Yeah. And the other thing is when you are actually presenting stuff um, using multiple monitors, the software which is used to present one big picture over eight of them, it doesn't... It, 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 it doesn't delete the bit no. that's in it. it. It carries it over to the next screen. So, um, you know, it, it, I suppose it comes down to, is this really a problem to solve? It, um, yeah, exactly. I think if we went for two smaller monitor sets, two mini monitors um, that were too small. Then yes, you'd have more, more bezel area per total. It, exactly. So, uh, I think But Mr. Sheckman, until our arms work, it doesn't go any further. That's what we have to, that's what we have to get, get, get going for, no, for no, next no, very time. Much so. But I mean, the, the thing is it comes down to then is... But interesting enough that the concepts are fundamentally the same. They achieve the same they're, thing. They're achieving the same thing. And they both have problems, but, which require a bit of yeah, TLC. Exactly. I think the telescopic is then better and it's purely for that vertical depth. But I, I, the way that you've hinged it to the backbone is better than, than what I But I mean, what there's I no reason that can't be achieved with telescopic either. I mean, it's basically True. take my sort of upper arm and then just basically make that telescopic. Yes, um, yes. It would ultimately achieve the same sort of situation. We, we don't have that... Um, yeah, because even then, it's still a case I can still move it in and out because the telescopic... Um, the, the one thing here is that with telescopic, um, depending on how it is necessarily achieved, I mean, it could be achieved by a scissor mechanism, it could be a achieved by like a sleeving sort of mm -hmm. system moving in and out, there is still a limit as to the smallest you can move it. Yes. 
and the further out you then, you know, which then in itself also then defines the furthest out you can move it before it basically becomes a little spindle. That, that That's right. And then you've got to think about if, if it is one long telescopic, telescopic rigid arm and then you want to allow rotation for height, for you to sit down on the ground, you have to be miles away from the table in terms of the distance uh, okay. thing. You'd have, to be, yeah, you'd have to be very careful with... Which is why having a joint in it is great, but I think what we, we, we need that elbow joint but um, it comes down to where that elbow joint is located. It, it, I don't think it can be in the middle because of the problem um, with the depth. But we might actually, and, and you wouldn't necessarily want to telescope both because then when yeah. you push it back, the one will have more friction than the other one and all that sort of stuff. Or but, alternatively, how, what you talked about earlier, instead of having it in a vertical plane, we basically rotate our shoulder outwards. We see if we can do that and then... If there's space uh, available. In, interlock them a bit like... Even then, even if they just offset or... Uh, offset or biased all right um, okay th cool. th that could potentially still work in that regard um fine we'll do it your way <laughs> are you very persuasive it's like oh we'll uh, just turn it side we'll take your original push-up idea that's cool all right yeah. I, I but I, I i do like that yeah all right let's see if we can make that work for for the full for next time yeah all right um okay uh yeah then that that would be that um i'll i need to look a little bit further into those monitors and to see Oh, this bezel thing's bugging you, right? You, you, I'll, I'll play with the mechanism. Okay, you, you play, play with the bezel. I'm going to see if I can find the bezel and then the actual um, attachment to the arm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and go from there. You know what? It might be a case of is getting a sort of off-the-shelf monitor, but not one with a casing, and sort of yeah. see if you can do that way. That's the other thing I'll, I'll look into and see what I can find from there. All right. Cool. But then, yeah. Um, if you've got any more suggestions, something we've maybe missed, let us know. Toastingdesign at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers.